illustrious King Julian, self-proclaimed Lord of the Lemurs, etc., etc. Welcome and welcome to our, I guess, our third attempt. Sony's third attempt, not ours. Third, Sony's third attempt to a Spider-Man franchise. I am your host, Julian Owens, and with me, as always, William Stuberfield and Derek. Derek, how are you doing? We're going to start with you today. How are you doing? Again, how are you feeling about revisiting Sony's third attempt to a Spider-Man franchise with Disney this time? Uh, well, first of all, I'm doing pretty good today. Had a decent day. And as we get into you know, this third attempt by Sony with the help of Disney um, of Spider-Man, the adaptation of Spider-Man. I'm not going to lie. I was, well, I'm, I'm going to take it back to before Civil War. Um, whenever Civil War came out, or before Civil War came out, I was like, oh, Lord, another Spider-Man. I was a little <laughs> bit happy, but I was like, oh, Jesus, another Spider-Man. But then when Tom Holland performed his portrayal of Spider-Man, I was I was a little bit relieved. I wasn't as mad. And then when the movie came out, I'm like, okay. Okay. Because okay. I'm not gonna lie, after the after the era, which was the amazing Spider-Man, I'm like, okay. I, I'm I'm actually totally content with just making animated Spider-Man films at this point. <laughs> but <laughs> On that note, William, let's start with you. How do you, like, we're not going to talk about general thoughts yet, but yeah, how are you feeling today and finally watching a better movie than the worst Spider-Man movie of all time? Yeah, I mean, today I'm doing great. had a good day, Um, but um, this movie, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I was a lot older, you know, finally getting to uh, adult or young adult Will, finally, in, in, in this movie, so um, you know, after watching the amazingly garbage Spider-Man uh, in the last degree, uh, I was happy to uh, finally get a a, a a decent Spider-Man back into uh, the movies. So, um, you know, my heart's still with with Tobey Maguire and you know Sam Raimi, but um, I was I was definitely happy to erase from my mind what was the amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you know, uh, get a new Spider-Man into the MCU because I loved MCU movies. I think we all loved MCU at this point. I think we were yes. all happy with where the MCU was going. So we were like, okay, we're Spider-Man. Give us Spider-Man now. And I think everybody was getting to that point where we we're like, all right, where is our favorite superhero in the Marvel Universe? So um, this movie was, I mean, this wasn't the introduction into Spider-Man, but it was a a nice uh, movie to to add to the uh, Spider Man uh, Spider Man catalog. Universe. Yeah, okay, yeah. I get that. And I was gonna say, I I think it's pretty interesting. Um, we're not gonna we're gonna talk about how we felt going into this. I mean, before watching the movie for the first time, but yeah, this is a pretty weird spot for both Sony and Marvel. Like like you guys mentioned, I'm kind of I'm at the sh- I'm on the ship. Now, where I'm like, I don't care about nobody else's movies at this point. I hate to say it, I didn't even care about X Men movies at this point. I'm on <laughs> MCU swing now. I'm I don't I didn't care for Apocalypse. I didn't care for well, I didn't care for Logan until I watched Logan, and I was like, yeah, damn, I was wrong for dope. thinking about that. But 
you know, and this in this fourth wall going into the MCU's full swing of set of the second phase in the second phase, early third phase. I'm like, okay, cool. How are they gonna make it a little bit different? How are they gonna make things better? And Lord and behold, Sony, Sony and Marvel stick to their guns and did a good ass job. Now, before we get into like where we were at that time, I, I guess we're gonna tell the story of what happened and how the hell we got here. So, as I mentioned in the previous Godforsaken episode of Amazing Spider-Man 2, Sony and Marvel were basically collaborating at a point. They were going through a lot of the best way I could explain it, deals, proposed deals to try to bring Spider-Man into its to the MCU. At one point, Disney and Marvel were gonna go 50-50. At one point, Disney wanted all of the revenue. At one point, Sony wanted all the revenue. So they were fighting back and forth, back and forth for a while. And then it wasn't until early 2015. I was a junior in college. Yeah, I was a junior in college, third year in college. And we finally got the deal where I, I, I was so excited for not only as a superhero Marvel fan, but as for Derek and Mark, I mean, Derek and William, because Sony and Marvel inked the deal. Now, for those who don't know, this is what the deal was with, with the original deal. We're not going to talk about the bullshit deal that's going on now with Sony and Marvel, but we're going to talk about the deal that happened in 2015. At this point, Sony and Marvel were at a non-loving relationship. The only thing that they were doing was Marvel was giving the merchandise to Sony. I mean, Sony was giving the merchandising rights to Spider-Man to Marvel. So with this new deal, this is how it went. And I'm, I if I can just jump in really quick, I'm going to just say this. This is probably... The best scenario for Sony. The deal is when they finally made an agreement and put Mark, I mean, Spider-Man into the MCU, Disney will have only one executive producer. They will get no financial credit in this movie, meaning Kevin Feige is the only person on Disney's side that will be pushed in there, and that's the only person that's going to get there. Marvel Studios' name and title will be on it, but they will receive no. He will receive no financial compensation for this film. One, two, the film will be fun, fully produced and fully funded by Sony's money. And same thing with Marvel movies. When they do, you know, Captain America, the Civil War, when they do Endgame and they do, you know, Infinity War, all of those are funded by Disney. Each one will have their own movies and own funding and own creative ideas with the help of Kevin Feige here and there. Three, once movie breaks even, Sony, no, it's not Sony. Marvel, Disney will only get 5%. 5% of the dollar received for every dollar received after the movie. And last but not least, which I think is, again, a huge steal. If the movie became a product of success for Sony, they will take $35 million because Disney had to for the toy distribution rights for every year, it had to take 35 million, had to pay Sony $35 million a year for the toy distribution rights. And if the movie hit over Sony's ideal budget or grossing for the movie, they would reduce that number to whatever number it is. Unfortunately, we don't know that number. And Kevin Feige said that. And then we got Captain America Civil War, which we saw Spider-Man and I'm not going to lie. The things that I saw was like, oh, shit. Okay. All right. 
I get this. I like it. And then we finally found out that they were going to make a Spider-Man Homecoming movie with the one and only Tony Stark. Now, before I go into a whole spiel about Spider-Man Homecoming, which is the movie we're talking about, let's start with William. William, after watching Civil War, after seeing the origins of Black Panther, Spider-Man, and then you find out that we're getting a Spider-Man solo movie that's coming out a year following what were your general thoughts before going into this movie? And how did you feel about Sony for the third time reattempting a Spider-Man franchise? Well, like I mentioned earlier, um, the introduction of a new Spider-Man was 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 very welcomed because I hated the amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. So um, at this point, I was just like, honestly, anything is better than what we had. So, um, I, 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 when I saw Civil War, I think I saw that in theaters, honestly. Um, and I remember before Civil War came out, um, they kind of sneak peeked, I think in the trailer or something, they sneak peeked or something leaked or something happened where we saw Spider-Man before the movie came out. Yeah. In the final trailer, they showed Spider-Man where he picks up the shield and says, hello, everyone. Yeah. Okay. So it was the trailer. So um, I saw Spider-Man. I was like, hmm, okay. Looks very CGI animated, but all right. <laughs> I, I can dig it. I was like, I didn't like the, the eyes. I thought the eyes were weird. but um, So I, I thought that that was kind of funny looking, but um, it grows on you. Um, but watching the movie Civil War, you know, that was, it was, it was you didn't get a ton of Spider-Man, but you got just enough to to appreciate uh, Spider-Man and to get get a, a nice little uh, sneak peek of the character. And then whenever it moved to Homecoming, um, I definitely saw that movie in theaters, and I liked it. Like you know, it wasn't my favorite Spider-Man movie ever. It wasn't like the movie was just amazing, but. It was definitely a, a, a sweet taste in my mouth after the the horrid, bitter, gross, disgusting taste of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie. So, at, you know, after tasting something so bad as a, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming was like that, you know, that refreshing water that you get after tasting something gross and you can gargle the water and spit it out. It was it was it was that water bottle that, that you needed <laughs> to spit out the Amazing Spider-Man two, because uh, yeah, it was that it was that bad. And I know that I griped on it in the last podcast, so I won't gripe on it too much more. But <laughs> thank you, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, for refreshing my taste of Spider-Man uh, and bringing back hope into what Spider-Man could be on 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 the movie screens. So yeah, that's that's my initial thoughts on the movie. <laughs> All right. I second. I second that statement. Okay, I was gonna ask you since William went into his general thoughts. What were your thoughts going into the movie and your general thoughts of the movie, Derek? So that's how you felt the exact same way. I second that statement. The only thing I say different was that, um, and there's no uh, backlash or anything as William. The only difference is that I did like the eyes of the costume. I don't know. I just really liked this costume. But then again, I like the Amazing Spider-Man first costume. So. What's my opinion? Got to matter, but I did like I did like this. Uh, I did like this suit. I'm not gonna lie. It's a little bit more, you know, high tech, and it's a little bit it's a little bit more stylish. It's you. It uses, of course, it's um, 
the original design of the Spider-Man from the Spider-Man comics as a, uh, yep. you know, as the base. But I like its little, little twist to it. It looks like a little, you know, high-tech upgradable costume. But other than that, you know, it's, I, I agree with everything else William said about Number of Spider-Man Homecoming. It was a pretty good movie. But we'll get the details about it when I didn't like about it later. Okay. So for me, I was going to say, I'm not going to lie. It's the same way I felt about when the DCEU decided to revamp Batman and he was going to be in Batman versus Superman. I'm like, bro, in my lifetime, we have three iterations of the same character. Can we, can we, can we leave it alone? Can we like, and I'm not even old, right? I'm not even old. I'm not even old. And I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. So I'm not going to lie. At first I'm like, okay. At least they got a younger dude to play Spider-Man. Cool. After the final trailer with Civil War, I was like, okay, cool. I guess this is fine. I guess I'm okay with it or whatever. And so I wasn't really too excited with the Spider-Man. Um, but when we watched Civil War, I think I watched I, yeah, I watched it by myself, and then I came home and watched it with you guys. I was like, ah, they're really bringing the quips in the Spider-Man, and I kind of like this these quips. Okay, all right, and it let me kind of be hopeful. Again, um, I wasn't too excited for the movie. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I wasn't really excited for this because uh, the movie that was coming out this the same year, but it came out later in that holidays, was the movie I was excited about, which was Star Wars, The Last Jedi. So I was like, uh, Spider-Man is Spider-Man. I don't give a shit. And Literally watching this movie on Thursday night uh, with with my ex, I was like, "Oh, oh, this is <laughs> this was fun." I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna enjoy this. I, I really didn't. And so I, 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 I will keep it there because we're gonna just jump Excuse into me. likes. We're gonna jump into likes in a little bit, but yeah, let's just let's just go into what happened with this movie. Like I said, it's a Sony start attempt. This movie was 10 years since Sony, for some apparent reason, liked doing anniversaries for some stupid reason. This is the <laughs> 10th anniversary for Spider-Man 3. And so they released it 10 summers after Spider-Man 3. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2007, 2017. This came out, um, yeah, yeah, we're going to call it July 4th weekend of 2017. It was after July 4th weekend, but still the same. Um, it was directed by an independent filmmaker called... John Watts, who we're definitely going to talk about later. Um, it was actually screenwritten and, like I said, screen, uh, screenwritten by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. And they had, I want to say, five different drafts with this film. And they're all from Sony. All of them all came from either Sony or independent movies to make this film. Did a fantastic job. Um, again, like I said, produced by Kevin Feige and Amy from Sony. And the, the musical composer, which I will we'll definitely get into later, came out and arguably i i gotta say i enjoyed this movie a lot as it stands at this particular moment gentlemen this movie holds a 92 percent on rotten tomatoes hot take this is actually one of the most best reviewed spider-man movies to date i think it even beats out spider-man 2 i'll fact check myself in a moment um and so with that in mind in terms of money i can't believe like I said, I don't understand why Sony didn't do this with their other movies, but I digress. The movie's budget was $175 million, 
and it grossed 880.2 million dollars in the box office which that's a fucking hit if if i do say so myself i'm so like i said i'm surprised that it took that long but you know it's whatever now let's just jump right into it gentlemen let's go into likes because i think that a lot of things i'm going to say about the movie is exactly why i like the movie so again i'm probably not don't have that many likes because for some apparent reason this movie's just i thought was just really good and i just left everything alone so first thing is is michael keaton adrian tombs aka vulture can i say anything less um that man knows how to play a goddamn role he was my Batman. He's my second favorite Batman. Don't fight Um, actually, my first Batman. Let me let's let me be bold. He's my favorite Batman. Christian Bale, you're number two. Sorry, I'm I, I'm switching it. So yes, Michael Keaton comes back as a instead of a superhero, a super villain, and does a phenomenal job. And I like the fact that he's not some old ass man who has a wingsuit that flies his wingsuit and just doing petty thefts, <laughs> but he's actually in an armored armored wingsuit that actually does things and he's an armed dealer love it i absolutely love that i love his character i love where he's coming from i like that whole thing with with adrian tombs and michael keaton i i don't know if you guys agree with that but yes this this is a way you make a, a b-list villain into a villain where you're like yeah i can take that i can take that um i'm gonna leave no, no i'm gonna say it here i'm sorry y'all i've said it once and i'm gonna say it again this is the perfect personification of Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Perfect personification. Granted, I don't think Tom Holland is 15. He looks like he's 20, 21 years old in this movie, but I digress. He he does a damn good job of showing you what Peter looks like. He's a 14-year-old kid just trying to figure shit out. I love it. I, I really do love it. Um, I actually liked, I, I, I said, oh, I like Ned. I like Flash. I like all that. I, I just scratched it out and I said, I love all the kids. Sorry, I love every single person that was played as a kid. I like Ned. Like I said, I like Flash. I like um, Lisa. I like literally everybody, including Michelle, who they basically just made our black version of MJ, which we'll definitely get into later. Um, everybody just does a damn good job. Um, Hannibal Burris, for some apparent reason, was funny when he was doing all of the stuff for Captain America. He's like, I'm pretty sure he's a war criminal talking about, you know, being good in high school, but I, I, I guess we're okay with that um i i'm sorry y'all i know i'm about to tread on some toes here i do like the father-son relationship we get with tony stark and peter i do i'm sorry i know some people feel some type of way about that because it's supposed to be uncle ben but i i liked it i, I really do not gonna sit here like william and Derek is giving me the same face and i'm like i'm sorry i, I just do <laughs> we'll, get into, we'll get into it william because i actually have something that's actually I'm gonna wait. Go ahead. You can ahead, continue bro. your opinion. <laughs> Go ahead. You can tell this man's a Batman fan. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, again, there's a double coin for like I'm, I'm on a spider a spider sense. This there's a reason why I love it and I don't like it still, but we're gonna get into it later. Yeah, um, I do like the tech that's in this Spider-Man suit. Again, with an asterisk, because this is going to be for, I mean, another thing that I'm a spider sense in a moment. I, I like the idea that there's a Karen that he's talking to, that she's really helping him throughout all his shit. It's, it's really cool. I enjoyed it. Again, I love the fact that Peter's a nerd. Again, I love the fact that this is a high school. It's a high school movie because Peter is a 
fucking high school kid and I enjoyed it a lot. And I do like the little hints and Easter eggs that we got throughout the movie. That was my other thing I said. I'm not going to say them all here because I'm going to leave them for Easter eggs later. But that's literally in a nutshell what I liked about the movie. Kind of left everything else on the floor because I wanted you guys to say what you guys liked about this movie. So let's start with William this time. William, what did you like about this movie? What did I like about this movie? Um, I, I can agree with, with Tom Holland's performance and Michael Keaton's performance. Um, those are those are probably the two highlights. Um, I liked that um, Tom Holland is young. You said he looks twenty, and nah, that boy he looks like seventeen, maybe. Like <laughs> he he plays yeah, he a young. His, 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 it's yeah. the voice, and then he has the baby face. So okay. it's like right, I, he looks so young. I, you can it's 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 definitely he can definitely pass for high schooler. Um, uh, yeah, he he plays a high schooler very well. Um, his act, his American accent is, is pretty damn good. You, you would never, you would never think that he is from the UK or from Europe or whatever, uh, wherever he's from, but, um, you would never think he has that act like an English accent. Um, so, uh, he does it very well. Michael Keaton, on the other hand, I, I agree with you. Like when I heard like the vulture was going to be the villain, I was like, eh, cause that's probably one of my least favorite. Uh, Spidey villains because he's just an old guy in a bird suit. Exactly. And uh, in the comics, he's very boring and he's like always just easy for Spider Man to beat. But <laughs> I'll say this um, the MCU puts a good twist on the characters or in villains that they put into their movies. Um, usually they know how to modernize it and make it, you know, make it seem like it's something that can happen from the uh, from their universe. So uh, I, I, I like that the, the you know the Chitari uh, you know weapons were used to make the suit and they were used to make all the weapons and I like the um, I like that uh, he kind of intertwined it kind of had like that that William Defoe type feeling to it where he intertwined with Peter's personal life uh, yes. I like that too like you know he was you know Peter is in not in love but he liked uh, Liz and. You know that that just happens to be her dad. Like that was a nice little twist at the end. Um, it made it, it made the movie even more better. Uh, even more better. That's terrible grammar. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, all in all, I like those two things. Um, I I also liked the um, I, I I like the 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 giddiness to this movie. Like it's. It's very. It's not as dark as the Amazing Spider-Man tried to be, because it was Amazing Spider-Man tried to be so dark, but it wasn't. It was like, well, the first movie definitely accomplished some of the dark tone to it, but the second movie was like, where are we going? Where are we going? With this? This? Yeah, what are we yes. doing? I'm sorry. I said I wasn't gonna go into the Amazing Spider-Man too. <laughs> um, so I like the the like the you know the giddiness of it. You know, um, I, I I like I said I like the suit um i like that they make peter a nerd um i like that they make him like ridiculously smart but not so smart to where he's like solving you know 20 year old uh <laughs> equation or 20 30 year old equations that turn the whole city into lizards um i'm just glad that he's able to make you know spider spidey web and he's able to, to do the, the the normal things that you'd expect spider-man to do He's he and, and make his own suit and all that cool stuff. He does that. Um, there are plenty of things that I don't like about this movie, but for the most part, I like I like that. Um, you know, uh, Aunt May, as fine as she is, I like her. She's fine. 
that's the only reason I like her. But she, <laughs> I was just about to say, because I got some notes about her. I, I like, I like seeing the eye. Marissa Tomei out of it. I no, no, no. I will, I will hate on her later. But I will say, <laughs> she is, she is a one beautiful woman. And mm. thank you, Marvel, for putting her in the movie. But she hey, didn't have to be Aunt May. She could have been. She could have been. She could have been anybody else. She'd have to be Aunt May. <laughs> Like you said on our first first episode review, Aunt May ain't supposed to be fine. <laughs> You're right. She's not. She could have been. It could have been any other character. I don't know why they made her Aunt May, but hey, whatever. Um, I um. So yeah, I mean, I, that that's, those are my main likes. Like okay. my main likes have to do with just like the giddiness of the movie. You know, uh, they, I think they did a good job of making Spider-Man friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, making him like a kid again, making him feel like he's 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 just a fun character. And I think they did a good job of doing that. And then also showing that like Spider-Man is is I think they do a, a very good job at showing like the core of Spider-Man, like Spider-Man uh, at, at the end of the movie, uh, you know, he's he's basically beaten. And he doesn't give up. And that's strictly from the comics. Yes. Um, and, you know, he never gives up. He always figures out a way and he's always trying to do the right thing. So I think the movie does a good job about that. Now, I will say my piece whenever we get to the dislikes, though. Oh, no. I, I feel like y'all have, him. I think y'all have so many more dislikes than I do. And I had a tip pick. I had a nitpick out of these. So uh, we're going to definitely have yeah. to see about these in a moment. And I feel as if me and William are probably much have similar dislikes about the film probably was, yeah probably so okay this this might get interesting Derek what did you like about this film um you probably already talked about it but um Michael did a very great job with the music I think that it was a huge step Thank you for up, me yes step up from um the amazing spider-man Jesus no offense, James Horner and Hans Zimmer in the Magnificent Six. In the Magnificent Six. Michael, Michael, who is going to be oh, hot take, really quick. This is I was gonna leave this in Easter eggs. Sorry, Derek, but I'm gonna just say it here. Michael is the second composer to do Spider-Man and Batman because Michael will be doing Spider-Man Home this Spider-Man Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home, and he is gonna be composing <gasps> the Batman in 2022. Oh my God. No wonder why I love the music and the trailer exactly. music. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. so okay. left that as a tidbit because he's the second one. Danny Elfman, you're still amazing at your job, Danny. But Michael, you're doing a damn good job with Batman and Spider-Man. But continue. Continue. Michael, oh, I got to give you your props, man. <laughs> I got to give you your props. Uh, but yeah, just like what William you said, Tom Holland did a great, great job of his portrayal of Peter and Spider-Man. The way he was able to intersect with them and just you you know portray Peter as that you know that quirky nerd, and he, he's able to project and use that same quirkiness whenever he's Spider Man, his alter ego, and I think he did a very great job at it. I have to say that him and Toby are neck and neck, my two. I have to say both of them because I love Toby. He's always that's a big. He's always he always have a special place in my heart as Spider Man, but Tom Holland he does a great job. Okay. It's like okay. I'm looking at, even though I, I hate, I, even though I hate comparing the two, but it's like I'm looking at, even though as far as the tone for the story and who he is doesn't really match Peter in the ultimate comic books, but every time I see him and the way he acts, it's like, dang, that's ultimate Peter Parker almost. Okay. Understandable. 
uh, the great, um, you know, action sequences, the action sequences and special effects were pretty good. I, the story was just really well, well written. It was, um, I love the comic relief that really, it really helped make the film even better. I really do think that, you know, you get a good overall theme of the film and it's pretty good. Um, the chemistry between Ned and Peter are probably one of my favorite things of this film because of how you show their relationship and their friendship and everything and how they get to how they interact with each other throughout the film. I think that was very good. I really liked their I said I wrote down this is like the best portrayal of a best friend for Peter in any live action film yeah, so far. You, you, I was just, I was just gonna <laughs> finally have a friend. <laughs> like I was he just about to has say a that. friend who loves him and cares and actually he has good chemistry with. And I and, was just gonna say that roots for him. Like, yeah I was just gonna say that this is Harry the first time and, is the ever but go ahead Derek. But Harry in both in, in both both of them in the in the Sam Raimi's trilogy he was a terrible friend but he somewhat friend. redeemed himself. Nope. Somewhat. Somewhat. Right. Emphasize on somewhat because he killed himself in Spider-Man 3. Ooh, I'm going to leave that alone. Continue, Derek. I'm sorry. And then who's the guy that plays um, Dan? That's his name. Yeah, Dan DeHaan. Dan who yes. plays uh, Green Goblin in The Amazing Spider-Man. And who plays um, Harry Osborn. Jesus. Most forced friendship of all time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like whenever like you're in elementary school and they and they give you assigned seats. Oh my god! This is gonna be your your, your, be your buddy for the rest of the year. year. You're like, god, it's like they're stuck damn it. each other. That is so true. Like, god damn it! I had to be with the They come to school one day. I don't have a pencil. Give me a pencil. Give me a pencil. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Just give me a pencil. Damn it! Yes. And then yeah. you look now. Nah, you fast forward to how they are now. Hey, you really gave me a pencil? But yeah. I guess it makes us best friends now. Like, it was just so terrible. But, yeah, like I said, the best portrayal of a best friend for Peter Parker. In I was gonna say, yeah, I was going to say, I agree. And I, I feel like that's what Sony, which is so weird that it took Sony to do this for the third time to get this right. Um, this is literally the best friendship that you needed for Spider-Man that he had with Harry in the comics. And, like, for you to get this, I mean... Spider senses and spoiler alert for all the people who don't know. And for Ned to be that best friend, and then like in the comics, he eventually becomes Hobgoblin. This is a really cool way to show how great of a friend Ned is. And then if, and I'm saying if, because this is not confirmed or, or or this is not confirmed, if Ned becomes Hobgoblin in No Way Home, this will be a great way to show that his best friend knows him as just as well as he did. But I confirm, Derek, this is the best way you could have done it. Having a best friend, um, what do you call him? Guy in a chair. Best friend, guy in a chair you could have ever asked for. Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, yep. And so what else did I do? What else about some of my likes? I liked how they kept the comic book accuracy of yeah, Peter's age and behavior. Although I do feel as if that his age and his naivete, he has to probably pronounce naivete was some of his downfall, some of these scenes. Hold that thought. We're definitely going to get into that in a moment. And of course, my last and favorite thing, I loved, loved, loved Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Him as Adrian was boss and dope. I I, I, I tell, I say this all the time and I, I'm going to continue to say this. Y'all better give Michael Keaton more roles. He can't be just 
the Batman and the kid and the dude from Birdman who basically is playing mm-hmm. Batman. No, please give Michael Keaton more roles, and I want to see him in No Way Home if you make it happen. Anyway, <laughs> um, and on that note, we're gonna go into action sequences, and I I had to count. This is literally the most action sequences out of any Spider-Man film, and mm-hmm. out of all out of a single standalone Spider-Man film, I have five. Most of them are at three. If you count the last scene with Rhino in Amazing Spider-Man 2, that's four. But most of them only have three, maybe four. So this one has five. So here's my five. The robbery scene at the beginning, just to show you like, hey, I'm a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. The original, the Shockers uh, meeting Aaron Davis, uh, Donald Glover's character, that sale when when we first meet Vulture, in a sense. Um, Basically... Spider-Man again messing with the heist, getting knocked out, then basically having to go help his friends up in the Washington Monument, the fairy fight with Vulture, and then the final fight with Vulture. There's five. So those are all five of those. Now, because there's five, I, I felt I kind of felt weird doing it with all the other Spider-Man movies. Which one was your favorite in this one? I, I don't know if I have one because um we're gonna we're gonna get into the dislikes of that see i mean about that in a moment but i don't know if i have a favorite action action spider-man scene in this film i don't know if you guys would agree with that uh yeah like the actions like yeah you know what i mean like it's 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 good it's good because it's like you get more action scenes, and I guess you know it's not. You you're seeing Spider Man think on his feet. Yes. Yeah, you know. you're seeing Spider Man think on his feet and use his you know webs, his yeah his webs, but it's not. It doesn't give you. That's the thing, and this kind of goes into my dislikes, but it, it doesn't give you like that hardcore Spider Man fight scene. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't give you that. As I've mentioned in all the other podcasts, throwing hands like it doesn't give you. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it really doesn't. Doesn't. It really it doesn't, doesn't give you the, like Spider Man's about to kick this guy's ass type type feeling. You know, it feels like Spider Man's getting his ass kicked most of the movie. If we're being honest here, I completely agree. Here. I completely agree. He only, uh, he hasn't won. He didn't win any of those fights. No, even the last fight, he didn't. He didn't. Even the final fight, he didn't technically win. He the vulture killed himself, like or not killed himself, but he beat himself. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so agree. it's not like Spider Man really won. You know, like it wasn't like he really kicked dude's ass at all at any point. You know, in all the other movies, okay, let's take out the Amazing Spider Man in, in the Sam Raimi movies. You at least. <laughs> You at least get a point where Spider-Man's like beating the dude up, you know? Yes. Like you yes. get you, you get him beating up Green Goblin in the warehouse. You get him beating up uh uh Doc Ock in the in the in the um the abandoned uh warehouse, yeah. Is that a warehouse too? They're both yeah. warehouses. In a sense, yeah. Yeah, in a sense. Um, and then you get in the last movie, I mean, I guess he beats up. I don't know if he beats up Sandman or, or Venom, but you no, know, they beat his ass. They, yeah. they beat his ass pretty bad, and then I guess yeah. you know Harry comes and saves the day. But you know, I don't know. But anyways, we're not going to count that one. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that you know, 
none of the none of the action scenes like seem like they're just that action packed. It seems like it's no. just more Spider Man like figuring out a way to to fix what he messed up or to fix like yeah that's yeah I agree to that you know fix things. It's not really him like beating the beating the bad guy. It's not him winning. It's just him resolving a problem. And that we're I guess we're gonna use that as a transition again in the dislikes, gentlemen. So I completely agree with William on this one. I think, and John Watts, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not saying it's terrible. Do I think it's an A worth with all the critics with 92% and audience score of 87%? I think it's more on the 80, 85%. Because in my personal opinion, and I guess this is just us growing up with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, my Spider-Man do hands. And that's what I wanted. But John Watts, as you know, he's, a huge fan of Spider-Man, as he so tells it, he says that Peter Parker or Spider-Man doesn't really throw hands. He uses his web to basically diffuse situations or be able to use his webbing to help him in certain situations and help him think on his feet. So with that in mind, that's why John Watts didn't let Tom Holland throw hands, really. And like, even though he kind of threw hands in Civil War, he really didn't throw hands at all in this film. And I'm just like, okay, John, I, I mean, I get you. But Spider-Man was throwing hands in Civil War. Why is he not throwing hands now? Questions that need answers. And so I, I agree with that. I, I get it. There were there were really good scenes to show that Spider-Man could literally think on his feet, use webbing to either save the fairy that's split in half or being able to, like, do certain things with the webbing to help, you know, override a door so he can get to the decathlon in time. Things like that, right? Like, it was pretty cool to see all of that. Um, but, again... I'd rather my Spider-Man throw hands. Which leads me to my second dislike, gentlemen. I get it. He's 15. But really this naive? Really this naive, my dude? Like, it's it's getting... It's like he got book sense, but no common sense. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just like, come on, Peter. Come on, bro. Seriously. Um, just like with the fairy thing. I'm like, okay... You, you've seen that the Chitauri weapon can explode if it has enough radiation. Why did you do that again? Like, why did you use all that webbing to hopefully calm it down? And you know your webs aren't big enough to stop, you know, a Chitauri explosion with the with this gem. Whatever, Peter. Whatever. And it's, it's little things like that where Tony Stark, which I was going to get into my third thing, which Tony Stark had to come help him. And it's like, okay. Last time I checked, Spider-Man didn't need help when he was starting it. Yes, he had to stumble a lot in his first adventures as being Spider-Man, but he never had a billionaire Alfred slash Batman helping him out all the time. And that's why I was like, I like the idea that he was his father figure in a sense because we didn't have an Uncle Ben. But at the same time, bro, come on, man. I don't need to see Batman save your ass every damn time in the movie. Like, I don't I don't need to see that. I really don't. Um and so that was one of the few things. And I, I keep saying this. Yes, Marissa Tomei, you're good. But y'all, I need y'all to do better with, with Aunt May. Yes, Aunt May is kind of in the sidelines. She's not as bad as Sally Field was, but she's not Rosemary Harris. I'm sorry. She's not Rosemary. And she's not she's not giving me no, like, oh, oh my God, great moments out of her. You, you don't get that out of her. So I didn't like that. Um, also, I'm sorry, y'all. I did not like that home video crap part Peter was doing at the beginning of the movie after we were introduced to Adrian Toomes, where he's like, where you see him experiencing civil war 
being traveled over to um, Russia. Would you rather that or, or Toby Maguire's uh, narrating at the beginning of the movie? <laughs> <sighs> I would, have, I would have done a news thing. I would, you know what I would have done better? Hot take. I would have had, I would have loved J. Jonah Jameson or one of the kids in high school. Like they did this entire movie, which is another thing I didn't kind of like. They had the kids kind of narrate and give you plot points. And they do that again in Far From Home. Like have them do it. I'd have been okay with them doing that. Like I would, I would have definitely been okay with that. And rather than, you know, seeing a home video of Spider-Man doing all that, because he doesn't do it anymore in the movie. So why introduce something that he's never going to do again? Like, you know, stupid. I do agree with that because I'm not going to lie. I did like the video diary at the beginning because I thought it was cute because, you know, he's a teenager. He's just now getting out to the Avengers. Like, and you're, you're, you're among the big boys. So I was like, okay, I get that. But what I didn't like, what, what I didn't like is what you just said, that he didn't continue that throughout the rest of the film. That's the only oh. thing I didn't like. I no, think no, the no. video diary would have been a nice little thing because we didn't get to see that in any of the other Spider-Man films. And, you know, it shows how he is as a kid. He's just, you know, when the kid, you just record everything. But they should have just kept that going. I completely yeah. agree. Um, and the last thing I have, because I know William and you are going to get harder on the dislikes than I am. Everybody in this movie is damn naive. Besides Michael Keaton, Adrian Toomes. Liz, you explained it everything to your dad and your dad was able to pick up everything that you said and you mean to tell me you went to the decathlon he goes missing but all of a sudden spider-man who's in new york in queens new york might i add is he at the washington monument yeah. with you huh yeah you know you know these, that, these that super genius sense. smart kids couldn't put that together <laughs> i know right what like, is the huh? decathlon but huh? they couldn't okay. put that together same thing with Aunt May. Like, I understand that he has the Stark internship, the best way to explain it all. But it's like, Aunt May, really? Like, really? <laughs> you, you, you couldn't think, figure that out either? He's missing everything. There's always something happening. And he's like, I'm sorry, you know, blah, blah, blah. Come on, man. Yes, you get it at the end of the movie, but it shouldn't have took you that long to get it that your, your, your nephew's Spider-Man. So, yeah, basically everybody who's not who doesn't already know Peter's identity, they're pretty damn naive and pretty pretty little slow at it too so that was that was my issue um so that's all i really had and i felt like i was nitpicking and again y'all might y'all might be might throw me under the bus on this one but i'm gonna start with derek because i feel like william gonna get me harder than that derek let's start with you what were your yeah. dislikes with spider-man homecoming yeah i ain't gonna be too hard on you but um I know you said that you like the father figure thing between the father and son relationship between him and Tony. I but I like don't it. like the Alfred and Batman situation that they made out of it too. I, I did I did paraphrase that, but yes. I just don't I don't know how I feel about it because, and I could be wrong, and I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, just like William. We read the comic books, but if I'm not mistaken, Peter he did look up even in the ultimate combos, the ultimates that they called themselves besides the Avengers. He did in a sense, look up to them because he always thought those were like the higher up superheroes. Right. But I don't know. I just felt as if Peter, this Peter, he depended so much on Tony and happy. It just kind of made me, it just kind of made me a little bit unappreciative. And I'm not going to say unappreciative. It just didn't really make me, it didn't sit well with me to see that this Peter was just so and like, and you, you even seen throughout, even from the beginning, Tony was never, he wasn't even a very good role model. 
he has made bad decisions, and he's still, you know what I mean? Like, I, I get that he redeemed himself in Endgame, but, but you, we've been shown time and time again that he's not always the perfect role model, and he's not even fully responsible. And so for mm-hmm. Peter, for mm-hmm. Peter to, for them to have this father and son relationship between Tony and Peter, I didn't really appreciate it. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what are we doing? Now, granted, yeah, Tom Holland, like I said, he's a great Spider-Man, but that thing, and yeah, I get that because I guess they didn't want to use Uncle Ben again, but I just felt like... They harped on this relationship too much. Because for me, and I'm not sure I can, um, I'm not sure if y'all can agree to this, Spider-Man... To me, his foundation and his values always sitting around family love from yes. the time whenever he died with Uncle Ben and how Aunt May was always there for him. And even with his past related love, romantic, yeah, romantic relationships, he's always had his foundations of love and being for the people he loves most. And you hardly get that with this film. It feels like he's just trying to prove himself to somebody. He's never, he's like, he's not really. Um, there for the little guys as he always like he used to be well he was at the very beginning because he was, was just trying to but he only did that so that way he'd keep his mind off of bothering tony and happy every gosh darn day and every minute of the day i just um you know and I also know. really also really quick i also want to add on to that i agree with you wholeheartedly and i also don't like the fact that they kind of took the the thing of Spider-Man, like, yes, he makes his own web shooters at school, which I'll get into later. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't create his own Spider-Man suit with the, the eyes. And that was my biggest issue, too. And that's why, hot take, I don't like the Spider-Man suit. It's cool, but it's not great, to be honest with you. I think hot take, again, hot take, this is the worst Spider-Man suit. I'm not counting Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. I'm counting all three iterations, their own special best versions of the suit. Spider-Man 2 uh, Spider-Man suit, Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit, and this one, I just don't like it. I really don't. I think it's down there with Amazing Spider-Man, and not on top of that, but Tony had to help him make that suit and gave him Karen. Yeah, I don't... Mm. All right. Yeah, that was just, yeah, I didn't really care much for Karen. I mean, I understand that that was that little special AI like um like Tony had Friday and before that um Jarvis but I'm like eh. okay and I guess I guess it helped in the sense with the story because um he got to be able to talk to Karen while he was stuck in the um while he was stuck you know in that um warehouse where he where was, that warehouse was where where, 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 where salvage all the Atari stuff yes yeah at um in Washington I I mean I don't know I just that was my biggest thing. Was the Tony? It was the father-son relationship between him and Tony. That was like, bleh. Um, yeah, Marissa Tomei. She was way too young, and like he was just um, saying, I'm gonna reiterate it. She was just not the figure of wisdom and love that we got that we're used to in the comic books and from the Sam Raimi's trilogy. Like, that's why kind of even um, even further um, even further helps prove my point earlier. The, the foundation of love. A family love is not really there in this film. Uh, we hardly get that, you know, just that special moment from Aunt May. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, okay. And I, yeah, that's pretty much it. I was going to probably say something else, but I didn't want to say something 
yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right. William, I, I that, that grin tells me everything I needed to know. If you would like to go in on this movie, please do so. Okay. This movie isn't bad. It's not bad. <laughs> However, uh-oh. what the hell is, is Peter Parker's motives in this movie? What are Getting, his motives? Become an Avenger. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not going to lie to you. That's, this is what I dislike the most about this movie is that his motives are not, you know, I'm, I, I, with great I power comes save. with great responsibility. Yeah, yeah, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, everything he does has no real consequences. Like, like everything he does, like, is just, oh, shit, what happened? <laughs> you know, like, he blows up, <laughs> literally, like, like whenever, the first fight scene where he he, the, he fights those guys in the ATM, like, I was, I was watching the movie, and I thought that he was going to kill, I accidentally get the guy, like, that had the, the you know, the, the bodega, sandwich shop. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. Because and that was gonna be like his Uncle Ben type scene, you know. It was like gonna be like, you know, like, oh yeah. my gosh, like I was trying to do the right thing, and then something happens. I mean, I guess it's not the same thing as Uncle Ben because he because in the Uncle Ben scenes he does the wrong thing and then something bad happens. But he was kind of being goofy with the with the with the with the guys and not taking them seriously, and then the guys the whole place gets blown up, and then he's like finds the guy he's alive, and it's just like, well, that happened. Shit. <laughs> okay. But like, and and one of my friends, he, uh, my friend Trey, y'all y'all have met Trey, but yes. Trey is always and in, in, in with this movie is like he, his funniest take on this movie is like the uh, Michael Keaton's character, um, the Vulture. He has he's he has a legitimate business going on. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> all he's trying to do is just make a living for his family, and then here comes Iron Man and Spider Man. Like fuck you, guy. <laughs> like <laughs> fuck your income. You know, like you feel bad for him. <laughs> and then and then then now, obviously, after Iron Man's people comes in, or the people from the. Uh, people that are from the government come in and, and stop his 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 legitimate business then he goes into making an illegitimate business but still like what does that have to do with spider-man like like it's not harming spider-man it's not harming the people he loves it's not harming on may it's not harming like anybody it just it, it it's just like He's just he throws himself into he the got situation. In, he got he got caught in the middle yeah, of it, and exactly, he, he's like, "Okay, all right, I'm gonna stop this." So time. it's like I got caught in the middle of it. Now it's my responsibility. Like, and, and and so I'm just like, "What the hell?" And then Iron Man, you said you liked it. I didn't like it. Like, like okay, first yeah, of all, who the hell wants Iron Man as a father figure? That's exactly Iron Man exactly. is not a father figure. Exactly. Iron Man is, is is a playboy. <laughs> billionaire philanthropist. Okay. Not my dad. You're not my dad. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, who I like, say. He was bro, just, yeah. him, him coming there to to come in there and then and, and true true Spider Man out. This, this <laughs> not acceptable. You did a bad job. Bad Peter. Bad. You get a. You. I'm gonna take away your suit. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. And then, and then he makes a comment. I sound just like my dad. Okay. Yeah, you do, bro. You sound like everybody's dad. Like <laughs> nobody wants you here, but like I guess, like I guess. And I then, agree to him. And 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 Aunt May being being fine. I said I like 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 attractive wise. 
I like Aunt May because she's fine. Stop. Marissa Tomei is the youngest one. She's beautiful. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Character wise, I don't like Aunt May. What the no. hell? I don't. I don't I, like I said, I in the first podcast, I said I should not get a hard one for Aunt May. <laughs> I shouldn't be on, on, on there trying to like, like, you know, how, you know how you see you when you're a kid, you like uh, see somebody in a movie you like and then you Google them after the movie and you're like, <laughs> you're like. Aunt man bikini. <laughs> <laughs> every every straight male knows that they've done that once in their life. Um, so um, day one has two with guys. So you know, well, not bikinis, <laughs> but wearing something else. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what he said. Yep, yep, yep. So you know, all I'm saying is, is it doesn't it doesn't hit the same. Um, I don't like that my Spider Man isn't throwing hands. I don't like that that every like I said he never solves a problem like he never i mean he solves a problem but he doesn't beat the bad guy he doesn't he doesn't he never beat does. anybody up he just webs them to something or he 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 webs this he take away them damn web shooters what does he do what does he do point like you know they take away the web shooters at one point in the movie and then he gets his ass kicked are you sure you at the last fight i'm just saying see like come on bro like it's just that's what I don't like about this movie. That's why he's not my favorite Spider-Man. You know, the movie's cute. The movie's cool. It has mm. good points. It has, you know, it, it, it it's fun and all that good stuff. It's not as terrible as the Amazing Spider-Man, but it doesn't it doesn't hit the same. Like I need I need now I will say this. I I I'll, I'll say this. Like even in the comic book, Spider-Man doesn't beat the Vulture up because it's kind of hard to beat somebody who flies and you don't fly. Right. So like you gotta you have to use a lot of your webs and stuff, um, and the vulture usually ends up doing something stupid and beating himself up or getting caught up in the web, <laughs> or, caught up in web or something stupid. Yeah, yes. he's yeah. Just so, so that's kind of what what happens in the movie. So I I'll give the, that's the only reason I give him a pass. But who should have got their ass beat in this movie was uh, Shocker. Shocker yes. in the comics gets cooked every time gets creamed every time shocker is always beat up even in even in the video game we beat up shocker in in, in ps4 spider-man yeah yes. we sure do we beat so up why could, could could somebody get some hands could somebody get knocked out please somebody i'm asking anybody anybody get some of these spider-man hands somebody yeah, yeah i can't believe no. herman even got him like that was that was shocking to me nobody gets it um you talked about karen like Spider-Man is an Iron Man. We don't need Iron Man Spider-Man. Like Iron Spider-Man. I completely agree. So what the hell? Why does Spider-Man need I mean, I guess so that he has somebody to talk to. You know, while he's or, stuck in the warehouse with all the, the all the other the stuff, yes. I feel like it's just a, a character that adds more dialogue to the movie. That's really what Karen was there for. Like, like mm. that that's they, the directors mm. put her in there Ooh. to add more dialogue into the movie. Because uh, uh, Spider Man uh, talks to himself a lot, like in comic books and in like TV, like in the animated series, I guess, so that he wouldn't be sitting there talking to himself the whole time. He had to talk to somebody, so it's Karen. And like, it's just eh, like, it's it's like Spider Man doesn't solve anything. It's it's either Iron Man or Karen, or you know, he has all these gadgets and gizmos that he, that he didn't even make. Iron Man made for him, so it's like. It, it 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 it's not it just doesn't hit the same so all in all those are my dislikes 
again, not a terrible movie. I have my nitpicky things that I don't like about this movie. You know, Spider-Man is just, he's like, he's, he's, this is my second favorite Spider-Man. That's all I can say about this. And, okay. you know, I that, agree to that. We, 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 I have a question for you guys to wrap up later in the episode about that, because I do have questions. And I do have good, I feel like there are good arguments for both, but we're going to, I'm going to leave that conversation at the end of this. Now, okay. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Like I said, I, I try not to say all of the negatives because I feel like, again, as a Spider-Man, as a as an average, I'm going to call myself an average Spider-Man fan who just watch the movies, read the comics by Curiously through YouTube. I, I was like, all right. And, you know, this movie has its moments. Um, and we're going to go into Easter eggs, tra- uh, transitioning it this way. But I think that what kind of... I wouldn't say help this movie, but what kind of hindered this movie to be a bit like a Spider-Man 2-esque film is because, like you guys mentioned, I wanted more action out of this. But that leads me to Easter eggs and notes about this film. John Watts, when he first directed the film, he said he wanted to have a breakfast club, um, high school, John Hughes, John uh, high school film kind of vibe through it. And anybody who knows John Hughes, he's the guy, who the famous director in the 80s who's done a lot of like high school movies, his famous one that everybody knows is um, Breakfast Club with all the kids who are in detention and, you know, you learn about the different stereotypes of every kid in high school. It's a phenomenal film. If you're unfortunately not, well, I'm, I wasn't old enough to know about this movie until I went to film school. So if you want to watch it, that's a movie I would recommend. That's where most of the stuff you see in this film kind of transcends in here. And they wanted to make it more of a high schoolish John Hughes movie, which is why you don't really get huge spider-man scenes out of it which again is a hindrance for this film um i don't really have that many casting things on this movie to be honest with you gentlemen the only person i really was like oh oh um the one and only mark hamill decided if michael keaton was not gonna be a vulture he wanted to play vulture that's what i I saw in notes i said okay all right mark hamill i see you i see you um, other than that, I don't really know that many, like, things we could say about the casting choices. I mean, we kind of talked about Tom Holland. Um, basically, Michelle, or Zendaya's Michelle, is abbreviated for MJ to give a nod to Mary Jane Watson. Kevin Feige said that he wanted to give Mary Jane a more different dynamic, which kind of is like, okay, that's why the Spider-Man pierced that B. We're like, okay, we're not mad that she's Mary Jane. But we don't like the fact that she still has the same initials as Mary Jane, which is I, I also agree with. I, I, I get it. You want to have some a girl that kind of gives you some fixation for her, but you could have just made a Mary Jane. You could have just done that, but I digress. Um, Liz is also one of the characters from the original Spider-Man comics. She actually only was interested in Flash in the original comics, I found out. She never was into Peter. She never wanted to be, a, never was like a romantic interest for Peter. She knew that he was dating Betty Brant at the at the early ventures of the comics. She yeah. had a somewhat of crush and then was like, nah, I'm good. And I was like, so then. I feel like she we... came back later. She came back I later, but she, remember, he was she, she had a crush um, with Betty Brant. I think Brandt. she becomes, um, let me sure, but I need to see. I think she comes back as Harry Osborne's wife. Yes, she does. And remember, like yeah. I said, in the middle of it, she was like, she kind of tried to have a crush with Peter, but Peter was in a relationship with Betty Brand at the time. She kind of backs off. And then like Derek said, she becomes Harry Osborne's wife later in the, in the comic. So, and she's kind of tied with the Oscorp BS, which I'm not going to get into too much stuff to get into. But 
Yes, that's it. Uh, Largan, Scorpion. Like, I really mm-hmm. like we, that we got a little tidbit of Scorpion in here. Um, Stan Lee, we're going to continue to say it. I love my man Stan Lee. Love, love his, his cameo in this. Also, they bring back the Spider-Man, like the 60s and 70s animated Spider-Man. Um, instead of it doing it in the post, they do it in the beginning of the movie in the Spider-Man, um, the Marvel Studios logo, the 30-second logo they do. They Michael, for some apparent reason, decided to do the uh, score right then and there, which not a bad idea. Um, the first Shocker's color outfit reminds you of the actual colors of the Shocker outfit. Um, Silk, I keep forgetting that girl's name who's Silk in, uh, in the Decathlon team. What's that girl's name? She's the... I hate to say it. She is the Asian girl in the team. I, I keep forgetting her name. She plays in the anti-hero Silk. She's in the film. Um, who else? Gwyneth Paltrow comes back as Pepper Potts after being out of the movies for four years because of contract and like with Natalie Portman, who is Jan, uh, was Jane in the Thor movies. I don't like that. I'm not getting enough roles. I'm just the, you know, the damsel in distress. I'm, I'm tired of it. And so she came back for spider-man homecoming i guess her and disney got some kind of deal i don't know what happened but i guess they were like all right gwyneth you can come back um last two things the tinkerer or three things the tinkerer i keep forgetting the dude name who plays the tinkerer which uh, i'm kind of disappointed it's gus right Aphenius mason i believe there you go Aphenius mason um I'm kind of disappointed that we don't get Tinker later in the other movie, but that's a whole other conversation for a different time. Um, the Ferris Bueller's Day Off note that they did at the end, I mean, when he's trying to chase the shockers out of the minivan where he's running through the the, the yard is literally a, a nod to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, another John Hughes movie. And last but not least, the debris, when Peter is picking up the debris and like taking it off himself after, um, after the vulture, puts him in there is a reference to Amazing Spider-Man issue 33 where basically Spider-Man realizes who the hell he is and takes the debris off of himself. Love yeah, it. Yeah, number 33, yep. Is there any other Easter egg I'm missing? Any other note that I'm missing, gentlemen, that you guys think of with this film? I don't know any other ones. Oh, did you mention of Ned? I said it when we were talking about his best friendship. Yeah, Ned will. Ned is basically going to become become an uh, antagonist oh. later in the film. I mean, later oh. in later in the comics, but we don't know if he will be in a film series. But if y'all been watching his social media, that man slammed down. Something's telling me that he's going to become Hobgoblin. But again, also, also was going to say that he also kind of reminds me. I'm not sure if this is actual what they were thinking about or if this is what Ned looked like in the comics, but. His composite almost reminds me of Miles Morales' best friend Genki in the Ultimate they Comics. Did. No, no, no. You're, you, that's a great note. Yeah, he is Genki. He, they took yeah, Genki and put him in there. Oh, also, also, um, what's his name makes an appearance in the movie uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, God, dog it. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, yeah he's Aaron Davis. He's Aaron Davis, Aaron Davis so as the Prowler. Yeah, he's entered as the Prowler, and then he makes a mention that he has a nephew in the neighborhood, which could be Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Which yeah, I, I, nine times ten, I think it's Miles Morales. So yes, you're right. And so it's it's pretty interesting that they still, for some way, some way, shape, or form, they full circle bring back Donald Glover. And hey, yes, one Dan. more thing, uh, Betty Brant. One of the um students who was in the um the news broadcast. I thought oh, yeah. there's Betty Brant. There is Betty Brant in there. Yeah, there's wow. Betty Brant. Because you know it's always the um 
I forgot his name. I know his name. The other guy, the other guy uh, who was uh, who was also on the broadcast with her, and who I the name of the actual actor because he's also. I know you know the name of the actual actor, but wow, Betty. But yeah, I, then, I didn't know but that was that, Betty Brent. But, but, but okay. that girl who's also with him, his co host, his co anchor, that's Betty Brent's Betty Brent. character. Yeah, well, I'll be damned. Okay, I did not know. Yeah, they that. slid that in there real quick. Yeah, they, as you guys can notice, they they threw in a lot of Easter eggs for Spider Man in this movie, and this is the most Easter eggs we got out of any Spider Man movie so far at this moment. So I really enjoyed all of that. So, um, now that we got all our Easter eggs out of the way, I gotta get to all my questions and then the big question at the end of the movie before we do final grades. Um, first question: How in the hell has it been eight years? Um, last time I checked. Thanos comes in 2019 and eliminates half of the universe for five years, right? Um, mm-hmm. New York happened in 2012. How's that eight years? I think they messed it up somewhere in the movie. Yeah, I think they, I think I they admitted to messing that up. Right. They they finally admitted to it later uh, when they do No Way Home. I mean, Far From Home. They're like, yeah, it should have been like a six or seven year time jump. But they it, in post, they were like, it was eight years. We don't care. I'm like, just in post, just edit that again and put it in a home video. I, like, I would have forgot about that in theaters if you'd have just kept that in DVD, but I digress. Um, how does nobody knows about Peter making his own webbing in chemistry class? Like, how does nobody notice that? Like, I don't think nobody cares. But, all right, all right. That and the fact that he can literally lift a whole section of locker rooms, of lockers, and has to put his webbing under there. No, You mean nobody in his year and a half of being Spider-Man, nobody has noticed that man walking down the hallway and being like, Peter? What are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, nobody nobody would have nobody would have noticed that. I'm sorry, I'm calling bullshit. Calling bullshit on that one. All right. Um speaking of school, how in the hell Shocker got in that school without any questions? Like, how did Shocker in that in a in a little minion they were able to get into high school? Mind you, this must be a high-tech high school because it's only a science school. I were they able to get in there with guns, which is a federal crime, and you go in there without raising no questions, going past security, and you're perfectly fine. How? How, Sway? How? Um, what? It's not in the hood. They don't have metal detectors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot. This is I Midtown. This is Midtown High. I ain't about to entertain either one of y'all. Y'all know goddamn well that that place is secure and locked up for them kids. Anyways, mm. um, speaking of secure, don't Peter need a permission slip to get to the decathlon trip? Wouldn't he need one? Like, you mean to just tell me he just walks up there and it's like, hey, I'm going to come back on a decathlon trip. Oh, Peter, all right, come on in. Come on in. You don't have to sign anything with that, man. You don't have to tell her that you're going on a trip for a couple of days. Just come on in. And the crazy come, thing come is, in, he didn't help not one goddamn bit in that decathlon. No, not at all. And Which then they're just letting the kids like walk off, like, 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 I, Mary Jane, or not Mary Jane, but MJ. She's like, I'm not, I'm not going in that in that building, like, with no adult supervision. Like Peter claims that he's just not going up, like. That would have never happened. They would have been like, get your ass up get in the elevator. Get your ass up in the elevator. Thank you. So that leads me to my next question. So how in the hell Peter got away with all of that? How was he not expelled? How was the authorities not found for finding out, hey, Peter went missing? Why did he go AWOL on this decathlon trip? He missed Bro. the decathlon. We're not only 
calling the police. We're calling the FBI. We're calling everybody to find this kid. And you mean to tell me the worst that he got was detention? Detention for skipping a school field trip? Yeah, bro. Bullshit. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. He would have been expelled on site. On site. Suspended something. At least suspended. At least suspended. Also, my boy Tony, two questions for you, man. Why? One is a hypothetical question because we can't really answer it. Why are you the bane of the MCU's existence? Like you're literally the you're the reason why there's so many villains in the MCU at this point. You're the reason for Ultron. You're the reason for Adrian Toomes. You're gonna be the reason for uh, Mysterio. You're kind of the reason why Thanos was like, I'm gonna go and wreck shit because he stopped the uh, the Chitari. So like. You're the bane of the MCU's existence. Dude, what? Like, come on. Like, better writing. Like, I understand that he's supposed to be our number one hero and he redeems himself at Endgame, but come on. Like, every villain? Damn. Um, and they don't, forget, they, don't, forget, don't forget his craziness in Civil War. Even though some of it wasn't necessarily his fault. but It's still his fault. Still yeah. his fault. Don't, don't, even, yeah. don't even give him that. He's the reason yeah, for the Accords and everything. No, he's the reason no. why the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, he 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 paid part in the reason the paid part. The Avengers the reason breaking why up. The Avengers are in prison and the Avengers broke up. He, yeah. It's his fault. I'm sorry. No, they definitely could have made like the the thing instead of making it Tony Stark. They could have made it like Shield or something like that. Was trying Shield to is the weapon. reason why why Shield is the reason why Adrian Toomes lost his job and he wants yeah. to get the money back. Didn't have yeah. to be Tony, but whatever. They made Tony legit the reason for almost everything. <laughs> Which we'll get into in Spider-Man Far From Home. Second question for Tony. Why not just tell Peter you notified the FBI about this? Like, if you're going to be yeah, mad at the kid. I thought the same exact thing. I was like, yeah, if you're going to be mad at the kid, why not just tell the kid, hey, I notified the FBI. I believe you. I got you. I respect you. There's a drug bust that they found out. Here's the intel I got. Don't worry about it. They're gonna get him yeah. before communication, happens. just like Mary Jane and in, in, in Sam Raimi. <laughs> you said communication. <laughs> communication is key. And Tony, as the dude who technically is moving, you're moving in an entire Avengers facility, and you have Happy foregoing all of it, and you told Happy everything that's going on in that, but you can't tell a 15 year old kid that you got the authorities on the guy that is selling arms weapons. Okay, and that's another thing too that drove me crazy. You bringing all this confidential data, all this information, all this material, and you have your one person who's supposed to be your top security guy who 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 fucks up just as much as bad as you sometimes. And you, that's okay. Never mind. I, that's not that serious. <laughs> no, but you're right. He fucks up just as much, and like you know, both of y'all are two peas in a pod. I mean, I get it, but no, no. Um. Also, shouldn't that fairy went down when Spider-Man was trying to web it all together? Shouldn't that fairy... Yeah, it, like, that didn't make no logistics. <laughs> yeah, that fairy should have been sucked. Lives should have been lost. A lot of damage that happening. should have been Titanic number two. Like. Thank you. Like, no, nobody survives that. Like, the other fairies, The other fairies can help all the other survivors who are still swimming. Right, but everybody <laughs> on that bottom fair at uh, the bottom level of that ferry say sayonara, my dude. Like well, it's a wrap for you. I'm not, I'm not, don't give me that. Um, I'm defending the movie, but granted, the bottom level was just cars. 
But still, that no, ship people sit on the cars. No, because the whole show ferry was in half. No, 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 no. You were just saying like the bottom part. Nah, you ain't doing this here. How many times we went to Galveston and how many times we went to Galveston on those ferries and we were on the bottom and we never went up top? How many times we've done that, Derek? My point. You're right. You're right. This movie gets no slide for me. No, people should have died in that ferry. And again, William, to William's point, it's like that, literally that very should have, the whole ship should have sank, not just the bottom part, though. The whole the ship, the entire ship. Sank. Thank you. Ain't even Iron Man creasing it up, using heat vision to like uh, his lasers <sighs> to be able to sew the, the ferry together. No, that ferry should still be sinking. There, there's no way you could get all those people out, but I digress. That ferry should have been at the bottom of the river. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. But with, I with, with Green Goblin and his uh, <laughs> not Green Goblin, uh, Doctor Octopus and Tritium, like no, I'm and sorry. the whole the amazing uh, the amazing Spider Man uh, movie, <laughs> movie series, <laughs> all that should have been at the bottom of the river. And that's what I'm saying. Like William said, like Spider Man should have got any kind of repercussions on that. And you mean to tell me not one person died from that? No, nah, bro, get out of here. Get out of here. Also, I guess that just only proves William's point earlier. He had the, no consequences. Second no consequences. thing. Second thing. Second. 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 Uh, second of last question. So you mean to tell me you explained all that to your daddy? Hey, two plus two don't equal four. It did when when he said, "I'll be back." I'm so sorry. <laughs> you didn't just pick up the fact that he went to go fight your dad. Was it uh, uh, an arms uh, arms weapons dealer? Like you didn't that 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 never just clicked in your head. Like none of that. Like none of that clicked. I'm just I'm just surprised. Don't forget that, like, she's one of the top students of her class. Oh, like Liz is so smart supposedly, but you can't realize that your dad's an arms dealer. Or her and, and the mom. The mom don't know anything about what he does. He just leaves. <laughs> You know, he's gone on, for I'm days. He's, late, late he's providing night. for my. He's providing yeah, for they they done moved up in life, got a nice house. <laughs> Baby girl, don't after ask no questions. His, right, after he lost his job eight years ago, yeah. you mean to tell me? All right, all right, coach. All right, all right. Um, any other questions before we get to my final question? Any, any more questions you guys had? Um, I'm trying to think of one. I'm trying to think. Of, I had a question earlier. That I didn't understand why this happened. I forgot. I don't think I have any questions because everything was just. I mean, it made sense, but I was still was like, I'm not gonna question this craziness. I, I just, there's just so much that happens in this movie. I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's like, what the hell? Understandable. <laughs> like, like him running through all those people's yards, like, I, I, it, like that was just uh... ridiculous to me. Like I said, it's it's supposed to be a nod to John Hughes' uh, movie uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where uh, one of, where Ferris Bueller is running in people's yards trying to get to home. It's supposed to be a nod to that. Um, doing property damage, breaking somebody's treehouse, and wrecking those girls like whatever night they were having in the tent. Yeah, I remember the question now. So he takes he takes Flash's car. And it, yes, it okay. completely trashes the car. Who's gonna pay, pay for that? Thank you. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. What insurance company is like? We have a Spider-Man uh, deductible. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have a Spider-Man policy. No, but I guess right. you know what? After 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 uh, the Avengers tore up the whole city of New York, they must they have, have like superhero insurance. Yeah, they have superhero insurance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that bear be on people's premium plans because that's not. Uh, 
So yes, do you want the pre- Mr. Flash's father? Do you want the premium with this? Do you want the superhero premium or premium plus? We, we just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, please, like, no, bro. Just... Have you guys seen that tweet? It's like uh, you you work eight hours and then you walk outside just to see Superman throwing your car at <laughs> a villain and missing. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I can only well, have to go into the insurance company the next day. It's just like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I just I got the car. I, I would right. just look up I and just, cry. I just I finished putting my last more car payment on that car, and I, I died as fuck. Thanks, Superman. <laughs> I hope it helped. <laughs> but the, the, the best part about the tweet is that they say that Superman misses. Like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> they say he throws the car to villain and then misses. It misses. <laughs> like I hope it was working. <laughs> Hell, God damn it! <laughs> like I understand that Tony is well. That man don't got that much fucking money to be taking care of. The damage that happened with the ferry in the park, the the airplane, the cargo plane, the art like Flash's dad's car, like he has no way to be paying for all that while a move with the Avengers. I'm sorry, bro. Sorry, I, there's no there's no way in hell. Anyways, break. Thank you for bringing that question up. Was, oh, like, funny. Was gonna pay for Flash's car, dad's car. All right, <laughs> whatever. Um, all right. No, actually, let's do final grades and then I'm gonna ask my last question. So yeah, let's do William. William. What is your final grade for this film? Uh, I'll give it a B minus. Okay. It's not. It's not terrible. It's not amazing. It's yeah. It's like an eighty one. <laughs> like, okay. You know, B minus. B minus. Yeah. All right, Derek. What would you give this movie? I actually give it a B plus. I agree with what you said earlier about eighty eight or eighty nine. A B plus. Wait a minute. Okay. All right. I mean, like I said, the movie was enjoyable. Yeah, like y'all said, y'all pointed out a lot of crazy things, but it was enjoyable. It was still enjoyable. Okay. I give this movie a B. I, I give it a B. I, I'm a little bit higher. I think we're all at B plus B, B minus. I, I, I give it a B. It's not bad. It's a good movie. Um, there's a lot of things that they do that's very comic book accurate, which is what I like. Yes, do I, I think that due to nostalgia and due to our own expectations of what Spider-Man can do, is why we we were kind of disappointed with a lot of things that happened. But yeah. now looking at it with a new fresh set of lenses, I'm like, okay, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I was you take just... if you take if you take Sam Raimi's trilogy out of it and just come up with an opinion with if you've like if the, if I wouldn't have seen Sam Raimi's trilogy, right? This probably would have been best Spider Man movie. Yeah, it seen. probably yeah. would have been the best Spider Man movie. But because we yeah. saw Sam Raimi and he throwing hands with Green Goblin, Doc Ock. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I can't do this. So, yeah, it gets a B for now. So, yeah, so we, I had this question with William, and I just wanted to know what your guys' opinion on it. Um, William mentioned that, you know, due to certain reasons, this is not his favorite Spider-Man. And for me, as I mentioned before, I think that this is the most accurate Spider-Man, comic-accurate Spider-Man we've had in all the live actions not including Spider-Verse, because I do think Spider-Verse goes in a completely different realm because it, it does really good things. So I I would argue that for me, me personally, this is the best comic accurate Peter Parker slash Spider-Man we've got out of all three iterations of Spider-Man, just because, yes, he's a 15-year-old kid trying to figure life out. 
Not only is he a 15-year-old kid, he is smart. He's trying to get his stuff together. He has the quips. He's a nerd. He has all that. Whereas with Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, we got the Spider-Man part of it. Not a great Peter. Whereas Amazing Spider-Man, we got a good Peter. Good Peter, not great Peter. Terrible Spider-Man. And I feel like this movie, this film franchise that we got with Spider-Man does a really great job with meshing both together and doing it in a way where it's like, oh, wow, this makes sense. I don't know if you guys want to have this conversation. Well, I don't know if you guys agree with me on that or you guys have your own reservations on that. I believe William still has reservations on it. But I wanted to know what you guys' opinion. Um, I'll just say my two points. I do agree with you. This the most comic accurate Peter. I feel as if they had a lot of potential to do with this Peter to even mm-hmm. make what he went through and what he struggled and what, what, what the challenges that faced him a little bit more coming out here and how he was able to, you know, like William say, throw hands and be able to think on his own two feet. We do get a glimpse of that in this film, but because of the story of he was written with trying to live up to the expectations to be an Avenger besides just being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, that's what killed my view of this Peter. Yes, we had a more comically, uh, had a more comic book accurate Peter Parker and Spider-Man, but it's just the way he was written in this film and the story and the events that, you know, how he was going by. Yeah, he learned his lesson at the end. Just don't rush and just be a hero and just, you know, do the best that you can do. But mm-hmm. you, this whole film was just, I just didn't like how the way they wrote. And then they further... Um, they further go with the same rush with No Way Home, which we will, um, no, Far From Home, sorry, Far From Home, which we'll probably get into later, but that's my only issue, and I think, I'm not sure if William agrees to that, but that's probably what's the worst thing about this, Peter, it's just the story we got with him. Okay, okay, fair point. William? Uh, yeah, I mean, as you know, I've mentioned this numerous times, I, 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 like um, Tom Holland is the Spider-Man that uh, the Spider-Man himself isn't all that great. Like, I don't really care for the Spider-Man. I think the, the Peter Parker, like I, I, I separate Peter Parker from Spider-Man. So, uh, and you did, you do it a little bit too. So um, Tom Holland's portrayal of Spider-Man is okay. But, uh, but I think his Peter portrayal is really good. I think the what he does as Peter is really, really well. Um, I think it, it's, you know, like I said, like y'all said, comic book accurate, and it's you know he's young, he's he's fun, he's he's he jokes a lot, he does all that cool stuff like that that we like from Spider Man. So I think he does that very well. Um, but his Spider Man portrayal is just it's just not. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't check all the boxes off for me. Like he doesn't. Um, he, it's the fighting as one thing, but also like the the relying on other people as much doesn't sit well with me. Like he doesn't ever truly like resolve anything by himself. And even in the next movie, like you know, it it, it he he's very naive. He's very like, and I guess that's because he's so young. I guess so. As a fourteen year old, you I guess you're not gonna be the best superhero. But all the time in this movie, you just feel like Spider-Man is just uh, a, a very naive. small, it was very naive and a very small character in a big picture. Like yeah, I agree. The, 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 okay. the big picture of the Avengers and the and you know the whole MCU, and then Spider-Man is just bloop, dropped into it, 
and then he's just he's he's neighborhood spider-man but he's also trying to be avengers spider-man at the same time and it and it and it they try to mix it and it doesn't it doesn't work perfectly fine i just want spider-man i just want spider-man new york city saving the day in new york city and uh you know this movie i get spider-man in dc saving his friends in dc i get spider-man you know stopping stuff from happening at a school okay that's fine i don't get new york spider-man i mean we get like little snippets of him doing stuff around the city you know um which which i like i like that scene but it's just not the best and then in the next movie He's not even in New York, so yeah, it, it, it that one that one is a whole nother thing. But you know, we'll definitely again. get into that later. Yeah, because yeah. so that's guess, that's yeah. my opinion. I feel like the other movies did a good good job of like, even even in Amazing Spider-Man, they did a decent job of showing that he's in New York and he's doing things around New York, and he's New York superhero. You know, like no no Marvel character feels like they're for New York as much as Spider-Man. Spider-Man like is for yeah. New York. I agree. You know what I mean, like all the other characters seem like they're world superheroes or they're in space or they're doing some other shit, you know. Uh, but Spider Man is strictly New York's superhero, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, kind of just like Batman is, you know, Gotham, Gotham superhero City. or yeah. Superman is Metropolis. And, you know, it's it's like that's the city's superhero. And Spider Man's supposed to be that. And, and the MCU doesn't make him seem like that. He makes him seem like. Iron Man's really the superhero for super <clears throat> New York, and then Spider Man's just cleaning up his shit, um, you know, around the city like he's the poop scoop. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay. All right. See, and that's why I was like, this, this, like, there's really good arguments for both. I feel like, yes, he's a very good comic book accurate version of Spider Man, but in terms of his overall story, there's a lot of things that doesn't connect well. Um, uh, as somebody mentioned in one of our things. We talked about previously. You're right, William. Spider-Man has always been his own person. He never had. He has partners, but he never. He was able to still solve his own thing without partners. And it's yeah. like, okay, now this movie and spoiler alert and Spider Senses and Knowing Home and Far From Home, he has aid still that's helping him through crisis, and it's it's kind of worrisome. Whereas even though, and that's the case. He does make his own web shooters. He does do his own thing. He's a nerd. He does really well as being Peter Parker, not so much as Spider-Man, or he does really well as Spider-Man for his quips, things like that. It's a lot of different combinations, and I feel like what we're going to get out of No Way Home is going to kind of answer that, which is why we're going to be anticipating No Way Home, because we, we want to see what they're going to do with this Spider-Man, because regardless of what happens, we love Spider-Man. I hope, I, they, I hope that he does a lot of growing up in No Way Home. So I agree with you. Tom Holland said that this is going to be a very dark movie and this is going to change the tone of if they're going to do more Spider-Man movies, this is going to change the tone going forward. So that's some big shoes to fill. I, I like that. I, I hope that it does do exactly what they're saying it's going to do, but we'll see. We shall see in December 17th. We shall see. But with that, gentlemen, we're going to end it here. Thank you, audience, for tuning in. This was another good one. I feel like I, I, I think I can wholeheartedly say that I think all of us agree that the next movie might be a little bit better. I don't know. I'm I, I'm on the, I'm I'm on this bandwagon. I think the next movie is better, but we'll see. Next week we'll be talking about Spider-Man: Far From Home, which kind of circles something together, which we'll talk about later. And yeah, we're gonna see 
if John Watts or not if when John Watts does his second attempt with Spider-Man if it does well. So till then, guys, have a good one. See you guys next week. Peace. Bye. Bye.